Welcome to the Morning Inspiration Podcast with Pastor Walt. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. Come on, y'all. Let's pray. Lord, we love you today. We thank you today. God, here we are. God, we reached day 39 of a 40-day journey, uh, Father God, and we just thank you, God. God, I pray that lives have been changed. I pray that people have been inspired. I pray that people have been encouraged. I pray that people have been healed. God, uh, there's somebody still going through, God. You can do a whole lot, Father God, in the next few minutes. And so we're asking for you to move, God, like you have never moved before. Touch like only you could touch. Heal like only you could heal. Speak through our sister, Father God, with boldness and clarity, Lord. And when it's all said and done, we'll be careful to give your name all of the glory, honor, and praise. For it's in the powerful name of Jesus, we pray together. Amen, amen, amen. Minister uh, Christine, I'm going to get out the way and so that so that you can do what the Lord has called you to do. Amen. Good morning, EBC Still Creek, and good morning, EBC Sugar Creek. And to everyone that is live on whatever social platform that are joining us this morning, I just want to give honor to God and give him all the glory. And also like to thank our awesome pastor, Walter Bowers, for giving me an opportunity to be on this platform for Good Friday. Um, I'm just going to get straight to it. My text is coming from John 19, 1 through 16. But for the sake of time, I'll be paraphrasing 1 through 10, but I will read to you 11 through 16. And the word of God says, Jesus answered, thou couldn't have, could, couldn't have no power at all against me, except it was given from above. Therefore, he that delivered me unto thee, the greater sin. And from henceforth, Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out saying, if thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whoever so maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment seat in a place that is called the pavement. But in the Hebrew, it is pronounced Gabbatha. It was the preparation of the Passover in about the sixth hour. And he said unto the Jews, behold, your king. But they cried out away with him, away with him, crucifying. The chief priest answered, we have no king but Caesar. Then delivered him, then they delivered him, therefore, unto be crucified, and they took Jesus and led him away. May God add a blessing to the reading, the hearing, and the doing of this holy word. Now, I want to paraphrase you one through ten, because for the sake of time and to be right in order, it was a lot to really read this morning. Basically, the chief priests and the elders had already made a decision about Jesus. And basically, they passed him over, more or less passing the buck over to Pilate, the Roman governor, and saying, oh, you do it. Ain't that just like the enemy always passing the buck? He never wants to let somebody else do his job. He just passed the buck. How many times has that happened to us as Christians, the buck getting passed? So as we continue in the story, you got a bunch of naysayers. You got a bunch of haters. You got a bunch of participators and being haters. I just see a whole crowd that looked like they wasn't believing what Jesus really came here for, but that was yet to be revealed. 
And that's what brought me to my topic, the stage of absolute power. And it came out of the text in 11 because what Jesus did and what Jesus said to the crowd, to the naysayers, to the people that didn't believe in him or, or believe that he was the coming Messiah. He said, thou couldn't have no power at all against me except it came from above. God has absolute authority. And the meaning of authority is the power or the right to give orders, to make decisions and enforce obedience. Do that sound like God to you? Because it sure sound like God to me. He got absolute authority over any situation. And as Christians and believers, we need to realize that it's not in our hands, but in the almighty God hands. And so as I was studying and reading, I read it in Matthew. I read it in Mark. I read it in, in Luke. And then what I realized in my reading, as much as they were telling us the parable and, and about the situation with Jesus, they ran side by side and they was parallel to one another. And it was an awesome analogy, but the audience was the Jews. Mark's audience was the Romans. Luke's audience was the Greeks. And at the end of the day, when I read John, he had a different audience that applied to us. His audience was everybody because he was trying the light of the world and he was coming to bring us eternal life, a second chance to be born again, to be saved under his redemption. So it was like another scripture popped into my mind, Matthew 26, 39, what God was saying, I mean, what, excuse me, what Jesus was saying, not my will, but my father's will. And we get a second chance when we get reborn. Thank God for Good Friday. Thank God that he had a bunch of naysayers and haters that thought they had set the stage for Jesus to put him on trial. But what they didn't know, God had already set the stage. God had already ordained this. He seen it beforehand. And, and uh, I believe it's John 3, 16, he said, God so loved the world that he brought his only begotten son, that we should not perish, but have every life everlasting life. This wasn't a moment for the chief priest. This really wasn't a moment for the elders. It wasn't a moment for Pilate being a Roman rule. This was a moment for a grandstand for God's authority to be shown through this through his son's trial of absolute authority. So I got three points and then I'm going to be out. My first point was you need to speak to any trial. And if you feel like you're not in a trial, then I'm going to get you prepared for when the trial comes so you can look at it differently when you come out of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and and uh, John 19, 11, he said, you have no power over me. You got to look the enemy in the face, no matter how he come, whether it's in your own thoughts, whether it's a person, whether it's a place or a thing, and you got to look at it and speak to it and say, you have no power over me. I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthened me. I take a stand for God, for God I live and for God I die. God never promised us a rose garden, but he did promise us eternal life. And that's why he sent his son. Again, speak to it. I'm going to give you a more uh, president example. All this week, you know what the enemy was telling me? Don't nobody want to hear you. And I was like, oh, I started, I was feeling nervous. Like, 
Don't nobody want to see you. Don't nobody want to hear you. You absolutely right, enemy. He nobody wants to see me. Nobody wants to hear me. They want to hear God's word. It's about us being open and delivering the message that God give us through the Holy Spirit for his people to keep us embowed and keep us in fellowship, to keep us in right standing, to keep us prepared for every trial about out the enemy that he tries to come against us and tries to do the 52 fake out. Well, guess what? The 52 fake out ain't the enemy, it's the word of God. So again, point number one, speak to it. You ain't got to have a whole conversation. You just got to look it in the face and tell the enemy, I speak to you. You have no power over me that God has absolute authority over me and my life, my situation, my job, my family, my new uh, entrepreneurship business I'm about to start over my children. You just have to speak to it, which leads me to point number two. In 2 Corinthians 4, 17, 18, it says, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us as eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Our faith don't lie on what we can see. Our faith lie on what we can't see. So to me, this was a, re a reminder and it made me remember. Now, remember this. I'm going to say it once and I might say it twice. It's not just about who you are, but it's about whose you are. I'm going to say it again. It's not just about who you are, but whose you are. You belong to the Lord. He has absolute authority over you. And in this whole situation, what I see in the text was it was a stage being set, not a stage for a play. People were staging themselves for a point, to, for a period, to try to take a stamp, step in a process and uh, for development. But what they didn't know, the blueprint was already laid. It was already under development. God had laid the initial, the master blueprint, so to speak. So what they had to say didn't even matter. It looked good. It sounded good. It looked like they had some power, some authority. But I'm here to serve the enemy notice and to tell you, no one has authority over your life. No one has authority over your thoughts. No one has authority where your feet will travel. Only person has authority on you because we are ambassadors, we are disciples, we are heirs to the throne of the most high God. The only person that has authority over you, absolute authority, is God. And you need to trust it and you need to believe in it. Um, during this time also, uh, they were supposed to be celebrating the Passover. So guess what else it spoke to me? This too shall pass. If you're in a trial, whether you're getting equipped and prepared through the word of God, because it's coming for you, it's coming for us all. The faith of our faith did not say we wouldn't have trials, but God did say he would be with you. And even though they were supposed to be celebrating the slaves being freed from Egypt, during the time of the Passover, guess what? I got great news for you. What the chief priest didn't know, what the elders didn't know, what Pilate didn't know was that Jesus was the Passover. And this too shall pass. Just like in Matthew 26, 39, it says, not, 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 your, not my will, but your will be done. That's basically what that text is speaking. Not my will, but your will. God gave, I mean, Jesus gave absolute authority. He acknowledged God as his father. And he let the people know in that one statement, it ain't what you say. 
It's what my father said. It ain't what you're doing. It's what God had already predestined and preset before I even got here. This was already known about. Just like God knew us when we was formed in our mother's womb. And he already had had decided what our life would be about. And he knew what trials we would go through. Don't take your trials so seriously. I know sometimes they cause pain. It hurts. It's pressing. It's like an overstatement. And you just like, God, let this go past me. But I'm here to tell you that he wouldn't be giving you a child if he didn't have a purpose. Did you hear what I said? God don't bring trials to tear us down. He bring trials to build us up because he's building an army, y'all, and he has a purpose, a destiny, which brings me to my third point. My third point is your destiny was already predestined. Ain't that great news? Regardless of what you've been through, regardless of what's going on right now, maybe ain't nothing going on, but I'm here to equip and make you armed and dangerous in the army of the Lord to tell you if you're in one, if one is coming or around the corner, how the well season saints used to say it, there's a storm out on the ocean and it's moving this away. If you're not in a storm, you're coming out of a storm and there's one coming around the corner. He is the high priest. He is the way maker. He is the stamp and the seal on anything that's going on in your life. In Romans 8, 29, it said, for God knew his people in advance and he chose them like to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Do y'all hear that? He already had elected his people to be chosen, just like he chose his son. Jesus was literally born to die. And I know that sounds kind of hard, but he was really born to die, not for himself, but for the whole world, for me, for you, for your family, for your friends, for everybody. That's why I was so impressed with the gospel of John, because I felt like John was testifying. John was saying, hey, everybody, check this out. It ain't what it looked like. He coming to deliver us, not just himself, but he coming to deliver everybody, everybody. Like Pastor Walt say, I laugh every time our pastor say, Lottie Dottie and everybody. I think that is just so hilarious to me because it's the truth. He came for everybody. He, there's no person, there's no place. There's nothing that God would not allow, like I said earlier, unless he had a design purpose. And he does. Like I said, he is the master. He's the chief cornerstone. He's the high priest, the high tower. He's the watchtower. And you got to trust and believe that no matter what, God, for God I live and for God I die. You have to say it. You have to believe it. And you have to receive it. That was the problem with the whole parable in John 19. They wasn't trying to receive him. They didn't believe him, but God sent him anyway. Ain't that just like God to send you anyway, even when nobody believes it or wants to receive it? He going to send somebody anyway. And so in closing, I wanted to share this analogy with you. It was like the Holy Spirit said, give the people something they can identify with as far as why God prepares us and would allow us to be in a trial because somebody needs to be encouraged and somebody needs to know that God will, is always with you. He goes before you, he stands beside you, and he definitely got your back. So he, he brought to my remembrance uh, the diamond. Now, how many of you know that diamonds are formed 
they're found and then they're they're made and then they're distributed just like how god does with us you know what i'm saying he he formed us in our mother's womb and then we found him and we decided to live for him and we decided to make a stand in 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 christ because of his redemption at the cross and we decided to live and serve for god and then he already had predestined it wasn't a surprise to him that you came to god it was no surprise he knew you was coming when you coming and for those that haven't came he know when they coming and he know what trial it's gonna take to press them to come because the diamond ain't made just because it's formed it comes from intense heat it comes from a lot of pressure so we got to get armed up we got to get armed up and quit taking the pressure of life or the pressure of circumstance or chance or situations or issues and think that it's just coming to take you out i promise you and i assure you god is building his best arm he's building his best army through your trial the same way jesus had to stand before the chief priest and the elders and Pilate. you got to stand in your walk you got to stand in your faith you got to stay armored up put on the full armor of god when you wake up in the morning you need to say i am waking up this morning and i am giving god all the glory and i want god to be glorified and i want the devil to be terrified get him out your face speak it this too shall pass your destiny is predestined and i just want you to know today that god makes no mistakes he makes no mistakes he knows everything he is everything he's omnipresent and he's omnipotent he has all power in his hand and so i leave you with the clarity of the diamond and then i'm going to close it's five c's to the diamond it's the color it's the cut it's the clarity it's the carrot and it's the weight and it's the certification. How many know that God is a diamond? Cause he basically uh, has that in a today's analogy and he's using it for us as Christians. God, we are his precious jewel. We more precious than a diamond. We're more precious than a diamond. And he's doing everything that he's doing to build character. And guess what? He gives you color just like Joseph. Joseph had a coat of many colors. God got great things for you, but you got to go through to get to. Just like the, the cut, some things got to be cut out your life so it can be healed so that you can be a witness and testify like John to somebody else because you made the cut after you got some cuts. I'm going to say it again. You made the cut after you got some cuts. And then it's about your clarity. God wants to give you a different vision. You can't look at, at the enemy in his face. You can't look at trials in your face with your natural vision. It's all about your spiritual vision. You have to look through a different set of lenses. It's about your clarity. And, and then it's about the care. When they say the care in the diamond, they really talking about the weight. Guess what? Is we going to weigh in, y'all? Somebody let me know. Is you going to weigh in? Because guess what? We got, we with the heavyweight champ. You can't get no heavier than God. You can't get no better than God. It's nothing that he can't do. And then last but least, it's the certification. Guess what? God going to be glorified and he going to certify his people. You got to stand and show yourself a fool. You got to study the word of God. You got to use that wisdom from the word of God and you got to move in that way and you got to move in that direction 
salvation and you can be certified in the Lord. You know why? Certified, saved, sanctified, and filled with the precious Holy Ghost. So I say to you today, people, I say to you, my sister and my brother, be armed and dangerous and equipped with the word of the Lord. Know that God has absolute authority. There's not a devil in hell that can take you out. When he said you would be born, he also said when your expiration date comes. And until it comes, we got work to do. It's time to get on fire for the Lord. It's time to stand in his word. It's time to pray without ceasing. It's time to be in pray, praising him in advance for what he's about to do. So I just leave you with this, what I started with, the stage of absolute authority, the stage with absolute authority, have God's authority in your life. I turn it back over into the hands of the pastor. Woo, my God. Listen, come on, y'all. Let's celebrate this amazing woman of God. Come on, y'all. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. Did y'all get all of that? Did y'all get the five C's? Did y'all get all of the other nuggets that were dropped? If you didn't go back and plus rewind and plus repeat, God is moving in an amazing way. Uh, to God be the glory. Sit right there, buddy. I have a I have a guest minister that's coming to the room. Say, hey, Josh, a lot of people looking that's at right. you. Say, hey, buddy. Well, he didn't he want to talk. Okay. So listen, real, real, real quick. I want to, uh, I want to, uh, I want, I want to, I want to share uh, uh, something, uh, so, something with you, um, as our, as our closing prayer on this, uh, on this Friday. Uh, it is, a it, it is a, it comes from SM Lockridge. Um, it is a Easter meditation that I listen to every year on Good Friday. And, uh, you can find the actual whole entire sermon on, um, YouTube. But for today, especially after this dynamic word, uh, this is our closing prayer. It's more of a meditation, S.M. Lockridge, um, and it's basically called It's Friday. So Minister Colleen, I mean, Minister Christine, say that out loud with me. It's it's Friday. It's Friday. And this is by S.M. Lockridge. It's Friday. It's Friday. Hallelujah. We'll read this out loud, yes. and then we, will, uh, we, then we'll go. It's Friday. Jesus is praying. Peter's asleeping. Judas is betraying. But Sunday's coming. It's Friday. Pilate's struggling. The council is conspiring. The crowd is vilifying. They don't even know that Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The disciples are running like sheep without a shepherd. Mary's crying. Peter is denying, but they don't know that Sundays are coming. Mm. It's Friday. Yes, the Romans beat my Jesus. Mm. They robed him in scarlet. They crowned him with thorns. But they don't know that Sunday's coming. Mm. It's Friday. See Jesus walk into Calvary. His blood dripping. Mm. His body stumbling. And his spirit's burdened. But you see, it's only Friday. Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The world's winning. People are sinning. And evil's grinning. It's Friday. The soldiers nailed my Savior's hands to the cross. They nailed my Savior's feet to the cross. 
and they raise them up next to criminals. It's Friday. But let me tell you something. Sunday's coming. It's Friday. Disciples are questioning what has happened to their king. And the Pharisees are celebrating that their scheming has been achieved. But they don't know it's only Friday. Sunday's coming. It's Friday. He's hanging on the cross, feeling forsaken by his father, left alone and dying. Can nobody save him? Oh, it's Friday. But Sunday's coming. It's Friday. The earth trembles. The sky grows dark. My king yields his spirit. It's Friday. Hope is lost. Death has won. Sin has conquered. And Satan's just a laughing. It's Friday. Jesus is buried. A soldier stands guard. And a rock is rolled into place. But it's only Friday. Yeah. It's only Friday. Minister Christine, tell him it's only Friday. It's Come on, y'all. Tell him it's only oh, Friday. Minister Christine, she just gave you some word, a dynamic word to, to, to survive your Friday. Somebody say it's only Friday. And I don't know what they've been going through, Minister Christine, and we're going to let them go here. We're only going to be here about another 60 seconds. Uh, but everything that you said just certainly just led me to pray this way and share this meditation. Because what God gave you, Minister Christine, is because somebody is experiencing Friday. Uh, they're in the middle of Friday right now, Minister Christine. They are in the middle of it. But we want to tell them and we want to declare together. What do we want to tell them? It's Friday, but what's coming? Sunday's coming. I want to encourage you in the middle of your Friday to hold on a little while longer. I want to encourage you in the middle of your Friday to remember the seeds that Minister Christine shared with you. I want to remember in the middle of your Friday that God has uh, all authority because that's what we were taught today. Somebody is in the middle of Friday, but I just want to encourage you that Sunday is coming. I want to encourage you today as you reflect on what our Lord and Savior did. It's Friday, Minister Christine, but tell them one more time. Say it one more time in the back that Sunday is coming. I don't know about you, but I'm excited that Sunday is coming. Can we give God some glory that in the middle of it all, that Sunday is coming. Hallelujah. Thank you, sis. Listen, let's pray really quick and we out of here. Thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done. God, we ask for peace and blessings as we go forward on the day. God, we pray over the noonday worship service that is coming forward uh, here in just a couple of hours. We pray for the man of God. We pray for all the worshipers that will be on duty at Steel Creek today at noon. God, we pray for our uh, 7 p.m service at Sugar Creek, Father God, that the women and men of God that are on assignment, that are on duty, that the Lord will use, you will use them in an amazing way. Certainly, I pray for me, Father God, as I'm on duty at New Zion today. God, we just pray for all other people that are on duty preaching the gospel around the world today, uh, that they remember, Father God, uh, what was happening on this moment. Thank you, God, for what you've done. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do. God, we love you. We praise you. It's in the powerful name of Jesus. We pray together. Amen. 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 Listen, don't miss the benediction, folks. Tomorrow is day 40. Do not miss the benediction. You got to come tomorrow, day 40, to finish what we have started. God is going to speak in an amazing way. Uh, to God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Amen. Sis, high, high five. That's what I'm talking about. Give me that virtual high five. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, love you. Appreciate you. Thank you for, for, for the, allowing the Lord to uh, use you today. All right. And we'll, uh, we'll chat a little bit later. I have a great rest of the day, family. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Inspiration with Pastor Wald podcast. This and other podcasts 
as well as our live Sunday morning service can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.